0: What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about three X factors for the Boston Bruins this season. Thank you so much for making this podcast your first listen of the day. Very excited that hockey is back and uh to talk about three players who I think will be key to Boston's success this season. So let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Hockey is back. The NHL regular season kicked off last night. We still have to wait a few days for our Bruins to take to the ice, but uh, it's nice just to be able to watch NHL hockey again. And I want to thank you for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So whether you're an Apple user or Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts is where I get my podcasts. Please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Uh, if you could also take a moment to rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, uh, especially if you're an Apple user. Uh, we're also on YouTube, so if you're watching, uh, please hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, it would be very much appreciated, and hopefully we can continue to grow the podcast uh, in video form. Those of you watching on video, you can see my Twitter handles there. You can find me at ENC McLaren uh, for my hockey tweets and dad jokes. Been writing about hockey for 16 years now, uh, beginning with the Joe Thornton to San Jose trade. That was my uh, first foray into hockey blogging, and then it's just kind of taken off since there. Uh, I've been hosting this podcast for two years now. I'm very excited to enter season three of Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, If you want to follow along on uh, Locked On Bruins Twitter, you can do so at Locked NHL Bruins, and it's the same handle on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about three players that I believe are X factors for the Boston Bruins this season. Uh, we'll kind of go from front to back and start with Nick Felino. Now Nick Felino came over as a free agent this past summer after a brief stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs, which was cut short due to injury uh, long longtime Columbus Blue Jacket, captain of that franchise. And his impact, I think, will be felt more in the locker room, off the ice. But I do think he will have an impact on one of his line mates. Uh, you know, his dad was an NHL player. Uh, he has a brother in the NHL. He entered the league at 19 years old with the Ottawa Senators. And he uh, is approaching his 1,000 game, uh, which you'll likely celebrate with the Bruins this season. And he said one of the biggest things that he took away from his dad is that uh, not necessarily a skill characteristic, but it's a love of the game. Nick Foligno loves to compete with his teammates. He loves to try to get the best out of them, and he loves to get to know them on a personal level. Nick Felino has been placed on the third line with Eric Howa and Jake DeBrusque. And I think it's with the youngster that he could have a pretty big impact. We all saw how Jake last season struggled uh, physically, mentally. He was very open about that. And I think a Nick, guy like Nick Felino can come in as a fresh voice, perhaps the existing leadership core not quite getting through to Jake. Um, and Nick Felino can come in and help, yeah, reinvigorate Jake's love for the game, uh, f- help him feel valued both on and off the ice as a young guy, and just really spark his offensive game as well, um, which I think would be such a huge benefit to the Boston Bruins. Obviously, we talk about secondary scoring. If Jake DeBrusque can get back to, you know, competing for 20, 25, even our wildest hopes and dreams for him are a 30 and above goal season, uh, that would be huge for this team. And I think Nick Foligno, that veteran experience, that perspective that he's bringing in, that love for the game, will help a guy like, Brandon, or sorry, like Jake DeBrusque, jumping ahead here a bit. I think Brandon Carlo uh, is another X factor for the Boston Bruins, and he's already been learning from Nick Foligno as well. Brandon Carlo is one of three players who has been tapped to wear an A this season on a rotating basis, along with Charlie McAvoy and David Pasternak. And he said he's been learning when to keep guys honest. And also with doing that, you've got to keep yourself honest. He has noticed that with Nick Foligno already and he says love loves having him around. He's a great element to the leadership aspect, and there's a lot that he can learn from him as well. If you recall a couple years ago, the defense was anchored by uh, Zdeno Chara and Tori Kruk on the left side. Those two guys are gone, and the leadership has uh, moved on the blue line to the other side with Charlie McAvoy, who is a uh Norris trophy candidate if not will be a finalist perhaps a winner this season and Brandon Carlo I think really needs to step up and take some of the pressure off McAvoy that way in terms of leadership in terms of helping anchor the right side and perhaps even chipping in offensively if he can be kind of a stand-up guy on the ice off the ice That will be huge for the Boston Bruins. Key to that will be staying healthy. We know he's had some injury issues in the past, some just by happenstance, others by malicious behavior on the hands of opponents. Uh, But Brandon Carlo, I think, um, you know, he has this contract extension. He has tenure. uh, He has a commitment from the Boston Bruins, and they believe in him. And I think that, um, him learning from Patrice Bergeron, from Nick Foligno, uh, from Brad Marchand, uh, that's going to serve him well moving forward. Um, again, it all starts with Patrice Bergeron. He's going to be somewhat of an X factor this season. He always is. If he can stay healthy, depending on what he decides, you know, he might be extra motivated if he has in his head that this could be his final season. Uh, but Bergeron was a instrumental factor in bringing Nick Felino to the Boston Bruins, So he's already done uh, some great work there. And, um, you know, going back a couple of years, Nick Felino was a member of the blue jackets when they beat the lightning. So hopefully that experience could come in handy as well as these guys look to win uh, a championship here this season. Before we get to my third X-Factor, let's talk about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in nine delicious flavors, and there's something for everyone. Uh, if you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, you're missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and german chocolate if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine or you can just load up on your favorite not only are built bar flavors great tasting but they're also healthy too about 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 about four to five grams of sugar four to five grams of net carbs and they're also uh, allergy friendly as well you can get nut free options gluten-free which is important for me as someone who has celiac right now, go to built.com and use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Built bar is the official protein bar of the U S track and field team. I want to thank you again for making locked on Bruins, your first listen of the day. Again, we're available on all platforms, free, on your podcast app, on YouTube, so please do subscribe. All your support is very much appreciated. One of the big stories in the preseason was the goaltending and uh, the battle, let's say, between Linus Olmark and uh, rookie Jeremy Swayman. A lot of people are calling for Swayman to get the opening night start, and I think that's fair based on how he played Uh, in the preseason. Um, He was excellent in his 10 games last year. He doesn't seem to have missed a beat in the preseason. And he is the goalie of the future for the Bruins, if not the present in some people's minds. It's going to be somewhat of a platoon situation. I don't think there's much symbolism in who starts opening night as it is. So whatever, give Swayman the start. Allmark, admittedly has not looked sharp in the preseason, and that's understandable. It takes time to get acclimated to a new city, new teammates, a new system, new equipment even, Uh, and it's not an indictment on Allmark that he didn't come out and post a shutout in every game that he appeared in. I've pointed to these numbers before, but there is reason for encouragement when it comes to what Allmark can be for the Boston Bruins. If you look at the Buffalo Sabres over the past two seasons, a pretty bad team. Allmark appeared in 54 games. He had a winning record in each of the past two seasons, and he posted a 9-16 save percentage with the Buffalo Sabres. They were awful. So that is encouraging in and of itself. If um, he can be boosted by Bruce Cassidy's system, uh, by the defense in front of him by the complete 200 foot effort that the coaching staff demands of the Bruins and as he gets more comfortable in uh, his surroundings i think he'll be fine but he's an x factor for sure if he doesn't fit in if he doesn't um post you know a 9 12 to 15 save percentage the Bruins yeah might I don't want to say start to regret that four year, $5 million per contract, but they might end up having to call Tuca Rask uh, sooner than later and getting him on board. I kind of half joked, predicted yesterday that perhaps the Colorado Avalanche will be hot and heavy in on Tuka with, uh, you know, Darcy Kemper, Pavel Frankouge as their net minders for a team with very real, perhaps the realest. Stanley Cup aspirations. Um, Denver, great place to spend a few months. And if Tuca is intent on winning a cup before he retires, then that could be his best shot. And he is the best available free agent. Now, this kind of goes along the lines of a question that I was asked on Instagram by uh, Lucas Salisbury. And Lucas asked... Uh, Hey, so I've been having this thought. I'm a big Swayman fan. I honestly think he's the future of goaltending in Boston. With that said, what do you think happens if Tuca comes back and Swayman is 1A, Allmark is 1B, and both are having incredible seasons? Do you see a three-goalie rotation? Three-goalie rotations are pretty rare in the NHL. Right now, the Bruins have the 23-man roster made up of 13 forwards, so one extra they have eight defensemen, two extra, and then one uh sorry, two goalies. So if they were to carry three goalies, it would require probably a defenseman to be sent down to the AHL placed on waivers. That already happened with John Moore. Um, so that could happen again. What would be more likely if Rask comes back is for Swayman to be sent down since he is waiver exempt. Now, part of that question is if they are both. Playing outstanding. um Do they even reach out to Tuga Rask? Do they need to bring him back if Allmark and Swayman are playing at a high level? Maybe, maybe not. We know that Rask can elevate his game in the playoffs. Neither Allmark nor Swayman have much playoff experience. And so it might be the best call to bring in a fresh Tuka Rask for the stretch run and the postseason, knowing that he can perform at a high level in those pressure situations and knowing that he's motivated to win a Stanley Cup. Um, What does that do to Swayman's confidence being sent down to the AHL? What does that do for Allmark, knowing that the Bruins have made a commitment to him and uh, they don't trust him to run with things down the stretch this season? I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about piling up the wins and putting yourself and your team in the best position to win when it matters most, and that is in the postseason. So whoever out of the three gives the team the best chance to win, Uh, you know, you can't discount Swayman just because he's a rookie. Uh, It's not unheard of for rookies to come in and lead a team to the Stanley Cup. We saw that in 2019 on the other side with Jordan Binnington. Um, and, you know, going back to Ken Dryden, Patrick Wobb, um, Andrew Hammond stole a playoff spot from the Bruins a few years ago on a hot streak. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it all depends on what the Bruins want to do, what they can do. Do they want to devote available cap space? prior to the deadline onto to when they already have two goalies who, if they're playing at a high level, why bring another one in? Uh, Do they want to save cap space for a defenseman? If Connor Clifton can't prove that he's able to play a full load on the right side, even on the third pair, if Derek Forbort's not working out, if Matt Grizzly gets hurt, uh, if Brandon Carlo gets hurt, who knows? Uh, If Charlie Coyle doesn't pan out, will they need to bring in a, uh, a center. Do you want to save cap space for that? It all depends on what Tuka's ask is, if there's signing bonuses and the like. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a fascinating story as the season goes on. But right now, um, I think, yeah, Swayman gets the opening night start. If he starts hot, ride him for a bit. Uh, give Allmark the odd start to get acclimated, but I think he'll settle in fine. And And he is my third X factor for the Boston Bruins this season to go along with Nick Foligno and Brandon Carlo. Let me know what you think. Hit me up at ENC McLaren or Locked NHL Bruins. And uh, yeah, let me know what your X factors are for the Boston Bruins this season. If you're a betting person, you can visit Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. They have a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. And they're your number one source for everything NFL. And they also have you covered when it comes to the baseball playoffs, uh, hockey, basketball, boxing, even some favorite Vegas casino games. Head to their website, use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online where the game starts. Now, as we do every day on the Lockdown Boston Bruins podcast, let's finish with some news and notes. The NHL regular season did kick off last night. The Tampa Bay Lightning lost 6 2 to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, always love to see the Lightning drop points. Uh, the Kraken, they were expected to have um, some guys out on the NHL COVID 19 protocol, but uh, Jeremy McCann, Eunice Donskoy, Marcus Johansson, and Jamie Oleksiak were all able to play. Uh, they were down early but rallied to tie things up, lost 4-3. And a bit of hockey history for you, former Boston Bruin Ryan Donato scoring the first goal in Seattle Kraken history, which I called on, uh, on Twitter. Danton Heinen also scored the first goal of the NHL season, if uh, that's a piece of history that you're interested in. Around the Atlantic Division, the Montreal Canadiens signed center Nick Suzuki to an eight-year, $63 million co- dollar contract extension. Uh, he's their highest paid forward on the roster. And um, yeah, I mean, we're not Canadians fans around here, but I am personally a Nick Suzuki fan, having watched him uh, lead the Guelph Storm to an OHL championship a couple years ago as a playoff MVP. So clutch. And uh, yeah, I think the Canadians did well to uh, convince Vegas to send Suzuki in the Max Pacioretty trade a couple years ago. Going back to COVID, Colorado Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon tested positive for the virus and will miss the season opener. Apparently he's asymptomatic, shouldn't miss too much time. Uh, But if he's on your fantasy team, that's a big loss for one game as well. Maple Leafs forward Mitch Marner left practice yesterday as a precautionary measure following a collision with Wayne Simmons. So the Wayne train uh, doing some damage there. Uh, If he were to miss any time, Marner, that is, that would be uh, detrimental to the Maple Leafs, of course, who play tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. A lot of games on the schedule tonight, and uh, I'm excited to check some of those games out. Going back to the center uh, discussion, there's one intriguing name that could be on the market and that's 24 year old center dylan strome bruins fans make a lot of the 2015 nhl draft and you know jake dabrask still on the roster but ansborough i guess but zach sinission didn't quite pan out and if you look at who was picked third overall you'll see uh dylan strome who hasn't performed at that uh high of a level he is below Jake DeBrusque on total points from that draft class, a bit higher when it comes to points per game. Uh, But there's definitely some potential there. You know, the Blackhawks have Jonathan Taves back. Uh, They traded for Tyler Johnson in the offseason. Kirby Dock is a very talented youngster. And uh, doesn't serve the team or Strom well to place him as the fourth-line center. Would he be a fit in Boston? I don't know, but... It's certainly an intriguing prospect. Uh, The Bruins could get a bit younger. Uh, Could be a nice piece for the future. And he's got a very uh, decent contract at the moment. Pull up his cat-friendly page. I know he's making $3 million, uh, and he's an RFA, so there would be some control uh, if they were to acquire him as well. Um, Just food for thought as we move through the... um, move through the season and wonder who the Bruins could look at if they do need help down the middle. Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff uh, said the Blackhawks aren't facing pressure to move Strom, but they're actively listening. And the Bruins are among the suitors, according to Saravelli, along with the Sabres, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, Wild, Canadians, Senators, and Kraken. So, yeah, Dylan Strom, a name to keep an eye on. or an ear out for anyways. I don't know. I think that's it for today's episode of locked on Boston ruins. Uh, Last night watched uh, some hockey. My wife and I are catching up on the morning show. We've been watching made on Netflix, which is very good as well. I'm a big leftovers fan and Margaret Qualley was in that show and she is carrying made very well. uh, If you're looking for something to watch other than hockey and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think tomorrow we'll be back to continue to tee up the Bruins' season opener, bring you the latest from practice as they try to stay fresh uh, in advance of Saturday's season opener against the Dallas Stars, which I'm planning to watch from Ottawa as I go and visit some family over the weekend for the first time in a while due to COVID restrictions. So, yeah, I hope you're all having a great week. Happy Wednesday, all downhill through the weekend from here. And uh, thank you again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen. If you need a second listen, go check out the Locked On Fantasy podcast hosted by Scott Cullen. He'll give you all the tips you need to get the early advantage in your league. And we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.